Blog Talk Radio. So you know we're live. This is the Fort Fights Podcast. My name is Clint Davis. That was a band that most of you may know. I don't know. The hell, everybody knows them. Solidify. That's a band called Solidify. That was a song called Unsung Ghost. If you want to find Solidify, you can track them down on Facebook at Solidify Band OK. Or you can go to SolidifyBand.com. And if you find them on Facebook, make sure you like the page while you're there. Let me tell you about what Solidify has going on. They're coming up. They've got a show coming uh, to uh, Tulsa. They've got the New Year's Masquerade Bash. And let me tell you who's going to be there. I've got Grind, Fist of Rage, Sovereign Dame, and Solidify. That is going to be at Blackbird on Pearl. That's at 1336 East 6th Street in Tulsa. So just a short drive. Just go up to Tulsa. When I go to Tulsa, I see my mom and dad. I've got family there. So, uh, you know, it's not – I may be up there around that time. I know I'm going to be broadcasting the uh, Tournament of Champions at uh, ORU at the Maybe Center for Muldrow High School, their basketball. Uh, we're going to have some games up there. And so I'm going to be busy over the Christmas break. And so I'm thinking about stopping by. Let me tell you how easy this is, okay? It's on – it's going to be on December 30th. But it's as easy as a $5 cover. All right? So if you show up, Blackbird on Pearl, it's a $5 cover, 7 p.m., uh, the doors open. Uh, 8 p.m. is when the show starts. you got to be 21 to get in. So if you're listening, you're not 21, uh, don't show up. It, just, it won't turn out well for anybody, and don't put a club owner in that kind of position. So uh, you can see Solidify on December 30th. And let me tell you something about some of these guys. I, I don't know if I know all of them, Craig, Stephen, Garrett, John, and Tyler. I know, I know Stephen for a fact, and I think I know Craig, too. Uh, I think I played one of his guitars one time. But um, <clears throat> they've got a song, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but I was listening to this song across the street while these guys were in their garage before Solidify was Solidify. And so I've I've been listening to this music for, for quite a while, a few years now. And I like these guys. I like keeping up with them. And I think you'll like them, too. So if you make your way up to Tulsa, uh, that's going to be how you can find those fellas. And when we close out the show today, we're going to have more music from the Violet Hour. Probably my favorite song. It's called Lighter Fluid. And uh, I don't know where uh, I don't know where the Violet Hour is can be found right now except if you go online you can find them at the violet hour band.com as i mentioned this is the fort fights podcast on blogtalkradio.com that's right i'm out of the speaker realm back on blog talk radio for the first time in about three years uh we used to do this a long time ago we talked to mma uh, we are brought to you by 
todayinfortsmith.com, my personal project, along with uh, Dennis McCaslin. And uh, we are presented by Soar's Hell Entertainment and sponsored by Southern Trading and Pond. Southern Trading and Pond is located at 4621 Towson Avenue in Fort Smith. They're at the corner of Towson and Phoenix. I don't know why I'm so nervous right now. I think it's probably because we're going to have – look, we've got a packed show. We're going to have Slammin' Sammy Rogers on the show. Uh, Sammy has been – I'm telling you, I thought I'd been through hell, but when I found out what Sammy Rogers has been through in the last year – I started to kind of sit back and think, man, my life's a little bit easier than I thought it was. Uh, So we're going to talk to Sammy Rogers a little bit. Also, later on, we're going to talk to, for the first time in three years, we're going to talk to United States Martial Arts Hall of Famer Gregory Squirrel. Uh, Ring announcer extraordinaire. You guys all know him and you love him. We used to co-host for a little while, maybe about a year or so. I jumped on with, uh, with Greg on the Greg Squirrel Show on blog talk radio and man did we have a great time uh, i remember one show he shocked himself with an electric fly swatter live on the air can't make this stuff up and uh, so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again but we'll talk to greg squirrel uh, in a while but we are waiting on uh sammy rogers he just called me a little bit ago and he said hey i've been training i'm cutting weight uh sweating my ass off uh not eating right dehydrating my now he didn't go into details but you guys some of y'all know what weight cut is all about you guys know what this takes to do it and so sammy has literally literally been working his ass off uh to get down to to his fight weight and so we'll talk to him about that here in just a second i did mention southern trading and pawn and and that is located at 4621 towson avenue uh go see vernon and everybody out there we'll mainly talk to vernon but if you let me give you a little tip i gave you this tip on the last uh, show and I want to give it to you again because someone almost got Vernon with a stun gun the other day. Poor Vernon, man. I, geez, we're gonna have to put this kid in a bubble. Um, if you take a a, it's a pawn shop, okay. So if you take a weapon in there, a weapon of any kind, I don't care. It could be a crossbow, a harpoon. I don't care what it is. Nine millimeter. Don't take it in there, loaded people, and then point it at him and try to show it to him. Help burning out. He's got a a very small son who needs his father in his life. So don't do anything stupid that's going to take burning out of this world. He's very talented. I don't know if you guys have seen him. Uh, he plays the piano. He sings. He's He's been doing it for a lot of years. And um, everybody loves Vernon. I don't know. Uh, who doesn't love Vernon? In fact, um, his 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 uh, very lovely lady Jordan. If she doesn't stop dragging her feet, and uh, she needs to hurry up and marry this guy. And so, <laughs> just figured we'd throw that out there uh, live on the air. And um, anyway, if you need to call Vernon, uh, get a hold of him out at the pawn shop four seven nine four three four four eight three zero. That is Southern Trading and Pawn. At the corner of Towson and Phoenix. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about Soar's Hell Entertainment. We're talking about the entire Soar's Hell project. You guys heard uh, Clay Shackelford come on the uh, last episode. He is with the Soar's Hell project. He is also uh, an assistant coach at Family Combat Fitness and MMA, Brian Foster's uh, outfit. In fact, they're fixing to expand. They're about to expand. They're going coming into Sequoia County right now. Uh, They're in Fort Smith. And I did notice something on Facebook a few days ago where they're about to come into Sequoia County and set up a little 
A lot of you guys know where that's at on Wheeler Avenue. Uh, so we're talking about Soar's Hell Entertainment. They're putting on the Veterans Benefit Concert. That's going to be on December 15th. That's coming up. It's just here in a few days. It's here in a few days. It's on Friday night. Um, I've got a lot of basketball and a lot of stuff to, to uh, prior obligations. I've got uh, sponsors who pay me uh, to do my job, and so I have got to get to these basketball games. And um, so I'm not going to be able to go to the concert. Brooke White and the Ritual plus 357 will also be there. I have never heard either of these acts, musical acts. But um, I hear that they're outstanding. I've seen Brooke White with a lot of activity uh, sharing Soar's Hell things on Facebook and mentioning Soar's Hell in comments. And so, Brooke, uh, we appreciate that. Everybody does. And uh, we're glad that you're active uh, there and getting your name out there. So we're going to see Brooke White and The Ritual and 357. That's going to be on December 15th at the Fort Smith Convention Center. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Concert is at 7. If you want tickets, you can get on soarashell.com. The first thing you will see is a big box that says buy tickets. All right. Click that sucker and um, uh, go in and buy those tickets. and uh, Or you can call 479-653-8554. Or 479-251-0808 or visit SoarsHill.com. This concert is sponsored by Ward Brothers Roofing, Family Combat Fitness and MMA, Shriner Insurance Agency, Metro PCS T-Mobile, Old Fort Harley-Davidson, Come Get You Some Off-Road and Performance, Kevin Clifton Real Estate, your local market experts, also River Valley CrossFit, and Saki Sushi and Martini Bar. Love that place. That place is outstanding, Private Pile. And on top of that, we're talking about Fort Smith Fight Night the very next night. MMA is back in Fort Smith. You guys saw the big jiu-jitsu rumble we had back in November. Uh, that was great. Everybody loves grappling. Now it's time for a little Fort Smith Fight Night. We've got full-blown MMA coming back to Fort Smith. Uh, it's been a long time. Everybody has missed it. Uh, December 16th, that's going to be on a Saturday. That is the night after. That's coming up. That's just a few days from now. That's coming up right after, the night after, the Veterans Benefit Concert at the Fort Smith Convention Center. Same place, same time. Doors open at 6.30. Fights start at 7 o'clock. General admission, if you want a general admission ticket. Right now, they're $30. I don't know if they've got a deal uh, where they go up at the door, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. But I know, folks, there is always a greater opportunity to get your tickets ahead of time. Number one, you make sure you get a ticket if you get it ahead of time. Number two, you make sure you get the best price available if you get it ahead of time. You don't want to wait until the place sells out. I don't even know if tickets are left. I haven't gotten any word uh, from anybody to see if there are any tickets left. General admission, $30. Ringside, $50. VIP tables, I don't even know if they're still available, but let me tell you something. If you get on Facebook, you go to Soar's Hell Entertainment, type in Soar's Hell Entertainment, go to that page. When you scroll down, the very first post that you're going to see on the Soar's Hell Facebook page is a contest to win a VIP table at this event. All you have to do is follow the instructions that are printed on the photo. It's very simple. I think you have to like the Soar's Hell page. You have to like the status with the contest. You have to share it. Then you have to comment. You have to tag at least five people. Try to tag people who aren't 
already on the Soar's Hell page. We need new eyeballs. We've had this thing going. Let me tell you how frustrating this is. We've had over 6,000 people look at this contest, and we've only gone up like 60 page likes. That's crazy. We need to go up a whole lot more than that. That's the whole thing about this. We've got to get exposure. But if you participate, you can win the VIP table. It seats 10 people. 10 people. It has a $500 value, and you can win it absolutely free. Now, uh, I've got the fight card in front of me. I understand there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, there's there's uh, some stuff uh, happening, uh, some communication with the um, the Arkansas State Athletic Commission. I don't know what those details include, so I don't know what to say. Um, we did talk about on the last show, we talked about a lot of things that are going on. Uh, Sammy is, is already in my switchboard and I'm glad he warned me about that because I'm off my studio page and I'm on the soreshell.com page. So Sammy, bear with me, buddy. Um, I, I don't want to go over the fight card yet because I don't know what's changed and what's not changed. I will tell you that one thing that has not changed is the fact that we're about to talk to Sammy Rogers. And um, so we're going to get him on the line here in just a couple of minutes. But I don't, I don't want to say too much because I don't know exactly what, uh, what the shakeup has been. So I don't want to get everybody in a panic. Uh, right now, just expect the fight card to be exactly as it was. Now, after, after this is over with, on Saturday night, Thor's Hell Entertainment and Saki Sushi and Martini Bar are throwing a VIP after-fight party. All right, everybody, you go down Garrison. And let me, let me reiterate something to everybody. Do not screw this up, people. If you get drunk at the event, don't go to the martini bar. Don't go to Saki and try to act a fool. Go home. Just go home, okay? The Arkansas State Police released a big thing. I've, I published it on todayinfortsmith.com a few days ago. Uh, they are really, really cracking down on drunk drivers, okay? It, trust me, it's not something you want to get involved in, okay? And if you have been involved in it, just do yourself a favor. Change the way you live life, and you won't have that problem anymore. Trust me. But don't go to Saki and start acting a fool. If you get terribly inebriated, go home. But if you know how to handle yourself and you're an adult, uh, you're the type of person we appreciate, go to Saki Sushi Martini Bar. After the fight's over with, there's going to be a, a fight night drink specials. You can meet the fighters. Uh, you can meet the women of Soar's Hell Entertainment. The ladies. Everybody knows we love the ladies of Soar's Hell Entertainment. There's a smoking hot one on the front page of this uh, on this poster here. Uh, so, so that's – I mean, look, Soar's Hell Entertainment is putting on a weekend of just a tornado – of events of fun things to do you've got a concert you've got fort smith fight night you've got the after fight party there's all kinds of stuff that you can involve yourself in with soars hell entertainment and i don't want you to think that this is a one and done type of deal for these guys they're coming back we've already got dates on the next um on, on the next fights i'm not going to release that right now because it's i don't know if that's my business yet uh, but we, we will, I mean, we're going to keep the podcast going cause this, this isn't like certain other things when you can have a podcast going. And if somebody cries and calls somebody a name, uh, then everybody throws a fit and you get shut down. That's not happening. Soars hell entertainment. That's not happening on today in fortsmith.com. That's not happening with the Fort fights podcast. That's not happening with Clint Davis. I can promise you that. So 
Right now, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try to get I'm going to try to click my buttons over here and see. Uh, Sammy Rogers, are you with me, buddy? Yes, sir. Hey, Sammy, slamming Sammy. Uh, now, look, we're going to start out. We're going to go way, way, way back. Uh, we're going to jump off the deep end here real quick, and then we're going to get in uh, down to some business. Um, for those uh, listening who don't know Sammy Rogers, which there may be a few, but for the most part, I'm showing a hundred and forty-seven people right now listening live, which is perfect because that number is going to grow because people don't like to hear me talk for the first fifteen minutes. Um, but for the people who don't know you, Sammy, I personally, uh, when I was with XFI, I watched you fight three fights. You finished all three of those fights in less than one minute combined time. So now here we're coming into uh, we're coming into Fort Smith Fight Night, and I've seen some pretty notable names on Facebook saying Sammy Rogers doesn't train. So <laughs> now, first of all, I know that's not true, and um, I, I know this for a fact that it's not true. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. You know, it's been a while, so tell us a little bit about what you've been doing to get the old Slam and Sammy back and, and kind of what we can expect to see coming into this event. Well, Clint, I've just been uh, working on my cardio and stuff, and uh, and uh, more of anything, you know, uh, I'm inspired to really get ready for this fight, you know, considering that my daughter passed away and stuff. This fight's for her, so uh, if uh, if I hadn't trained any time before, and then, you know, this time it's, it's definitely going to be happening Uh there's there's no way that I'm gonna lose this fight. I'm just gonna say that I've just been I've been really getting prepared for this, and I just really want to put on a show for the crowd like I normally do anytime. Yeah, you know, and and we had talked earlier in the week, and and I I had seen something. My buddy Skippy with MMA Madhouse, he had put up a status that said, um, you know, if you had a guy who who had fought ten fights, finished all his fights in the first round, would you put him on the card? And a lot of people were going, no, because nobody wants to see fast fights and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, dude, if we've got a guy who's finishing all of his fights right off the – I don't care if it's right off the bat. I don't care. You know, nobody – I mean, I'm a fan. I'm an MMA fan first and foremost, okay? I'm not I, – I, right now I don't have anything to do with the MMA business anymore. I'm a fan. So I'm going to tell you, as a fan, I want to see somebody go in and finish a fight. I don't like to see a fight go to the judges. I don't like to have – three people with opinions, uh, you know, who, who may either nail it right on the head or get it totally wrong, which we've all seen how that turns out. And everybody knows the old saying, if you don't finish the fight, you don't want to send it to the judges because you can, you can absolutely dominate a fight and still lose if it goes to the judges. So, um, you know, I would absolutely put somebody like that on the card, which is why when I saw this card, I was glad to see the name Sammy Rogers, because I thought, holy crap, here we now we've got a fight. We've got a fight on our hands. We're going to see something that's not going to last very long. Now, on uh, last week's episode, I know you tuned into that, and you heard uh, people talking about uh, Matt Wolfman Howell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're talking about how he's, uh, you know, he's a finisher. And he personally, I've never seen Matt Howell win a fight. So, uh, I, I really don't know. I mean, to me, I, I can almost guarantee who I can put my money on, which I may or may not have already done that. But um, what is what is your your mindset and preparation for uh, Matt Howe? Well, just for one, that, uh, you know, I know he likes to grapple. I know that. And that's all I've ever seen him tend to do. So, 
You know, I like I like to stand up and throw throw them hands though, Clint. So, uh, but either way it goes, if he goes to the ground, if he do, if he's able to get me to the ground, then I'll feel comfortable there too. But I'm looking to for a KO or finish. You know, I I want to I want the crowd to be pleased with what they come to see. So uh, right on. You can count you can count on seeing a. I'm pretty sure I'm probably gonna knock him out. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that's something a lot of people are are going to like to see. And, um, you know, so now going back to what you had mentioned earlier, and I know that we kind of – I don't really want to say we teased this on Facebook, but, you know, we we did talk about the fact that you've been through a lot of things. You've been through pretty much hell for the last, I don't know, maybe year, year and a half, two years, somewhere in there. Um, you know, it, it just walk us through the last couple of years. I, I know that you guys had a house fire and then you guys – uh, had your situation that you just mentioned. Kind of walk us through the last couple of years and tell us what life has been like for you. It's been real rough, Clint. You know, uh, my passion's always been, I've, I've always loved to fight. I grew up youngest out of four boys fighting and everything, you know. So whenever, you know, I got into MMA, I, I, of course I loved it. But, you know, once I'd had my kids and everything, I, that kind of fell out, you know, uh, getting to do, do it as uh as much as I'd like to, but, uh, I mean, I'm working back towards that. But, you know, starting about a couple couple years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, you know, I experienced a house fire. I lost everything that I've ever worked for, you know. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, you know, me and my wife was uh, nine years, nine and a half years, we split up. And then it was four days after that, you know, my youngest daughter passed away. And uh, it's just uh, been, been really, uh, really hard on me. But, I mean... Considering all that, I've never lost faith in God, you know, and that's one thing that helped me through that. And uh, I think that's what's going to help me see see me through this fight too. Uh, considering that, you know, there's there's no way that I I can see Matt beating me. As far as if he does, he's going to have to kill me. He's going to have to put me to sleep. I ain't tapping. I, that's that's for sure. Uh, this this is for my daughter, and there's there's no way that there ain't no losing in me in this fight. I'm just going to say that. Well, now I, I understand how. You, well, I, I, I actually I can't say I understand how you feel, but I, I can understand your your train of thought there in doing it for her. Uh, you know, a lot of people. I mean, we heard Clay Shackelford say, you know, last week when we talked to, to him that you know that you've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of aggression to get out. You have a lot of things to prove in that cage. But on the other hand, there are a lot of people saying Sammy doesn't have the right frame of mind for this. He's, you know, how would you uh, explain to fight fans that, you know, you're more than mentally prepared for this? What have you done to uh, not necessarily put things behind you because that'll never happen? But how have you kind of, um, I don't know, I guess, ridden side saddle with, with this whole situation to get ready to be back in the cage? Well, I just, uh, you know, I just really mainly just focused on uh, training. And, you know, I've always, always, uh, like, I got my daughter's picture with me, you know, as we speak, you know, and that's something that kind of inspires me right there every time. And, you know, anytime that when I'm training and my body's wanting me to shut down and want me to quit, I can just look at that picture and it, that, there's just another uh, burst of energy that I just get, you know. And, and I plan on bringing a picture out with me when I come out to that cage of my daughter and, and you know, I think that's gonna that's gonna push me. Even if my body, my mind's telling me to stop, there ain't gonna be no stop in me. You know, not for my you know for my daughter, there's not gonna be no quit in me at all. And just from now, all this happened, I think this inspired me more to drive more for this. 
Understood. Now, not uh, not putting her on the back burner, but your other kids, how are they doing? Like, I, you know, I know I've, I've seen them uh, around the way. I, I saw them with you a couple of times in a parking lot, I think, maybe once or twice. And uh, we've seen pictures of them on Facebook. Are, have they been dealing with this uh, about as well as they can, being so little? Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, uh, really surprisingly to me, I mean, you know, there's times that, you know, uh, that they're a little rougher than others that, you know, my daughters and mainly my daughters, you know, they're a little bit older than my son, but there's times that they break down and they start crying and they talk about how they miss their sister, you know, and all, the, all I can do is just hug, hug them and hold them and tell them, you know, I know, I know, but she's in a lot better place and she ain't got to go through this world. Like, you know, there's a lot of messed up things in this world and them kids don't have, to, you know, she don't have to go through it. And uh, I try to explain it to my kids, like, you know, the, they might fall down and get a scratch, you know, and their sister never has to have that happen. They don't, she don't never have to break her arm. She don't never have to do nothing like that. You know, she's in a better place, and uh, she's at peace, you know. So I just try to just tell them that. But, I mean, considering, yes, I mean, they, they are handling it pretty good, you know. I'd have to say that. Now, let's talk business here. Um who have you been training with? I, I know, I, and I'm not going to give it all away, but I just spoke to someone on the phone. It was good to talk to him. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Um, so tell us where you've been training and some of the things you've been working on. Well, uh, I've been training with Chance Farley at uh, Showdown MMA. You know, um, he reached out to me not too long ago. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's been, you know, maybe three months ago or so. He reached out to me, and, uh, and uh, I, you know, I started going over there training with him. And uh, we've been working quite a bit of stand-up. And, you know, of course, the ground, we've been working the whole aspect of the game. Uh, and I'm I'm really glad to have him, you know, uh, uh, back in having a coach and have somebody there to, you know, help point, give you pointers and stuff like that. I mean, I've been doing it long enough that I know things, but, I mean, you can always improve, you know, and he has been helping me improve quite a bit, you know, and you will, you'll all see it whenever it comes uh, fight night on Saturday. So this talk on Facebook about Sammy Rogers doesn't train. I mean, do you know anything about that? <laughs> yeah, I know about it. I've seen it. And, you know, I commented on it, and then I didn't ever get no response from it. But, you know, I'll get a response come Saturday night. I promise you that. Well, what was your reply to that when you saw it on Facebook? I, my my reply, you know, what, what I said is that, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I do have a reputation of taking fights without training. You know, I've I've done that as an amateur, and I did that just to put on a show. You know, plant, uh, take a fight against a tough guy, and and in two days cut 15 pounds and go in there and put on a show. I mean, I've done that just because I'll I'll do it just fight anybody. You know, just you know, coming pro though, you gotta you gotta make a little bit smarter decisions. You need to make sure that you're you're ready and stuff. And I my reply is that you know I. I maybe not got to train as much as I'd like to, you know, considering I, I got to work. I got to go out of town to work. I got to support my kids and stuff. So I don't get to do it as much as some people get to, you know. I, I got bills to pay and stuff. I mean, I wish I could – I'm going to work on getting some sponsors and stuff to where maybe I can uh, do this full time. I'd like to train eight, you know, to 12 hours a day, and that'd be my job, you know. And uh, But I got to be able to support my kids. And that was my response on it. And nobody, you know, never commented back on, on that towards me. But – uh I mean, as of me pulling out of a fight and scared to fight somebody, that's that's not happening. That's not me. So, I mean, if that's what some people's point of view is, they got it all wrong. I mean, I, I'll fight anybody, you know, but there is a perfect time and a place to fight a certain person, you know. So, uh, me going pro, I got to look at things a little bit different, have a little bit smarter decisions, 
And that's uh, why I'm kind of grateful for having chance and stuff. You know, it'll help help kind of line that stuff out, not just take fights that I shouldn't take at a certain time or something, you know. Understood. Now, let me ask you this. How did this fight get set up? You know, it's one thing I've been talking to some of these guys about. We we heard from Michael Priest and Jeremy Green, and they said, you know, we've been friends for a long time. We used to train together, and then we one day we were just like, I've always wanted to kick your ass. Hey, I've always wanted to kick your ass, too. Let's go at it. And um, so it got set up like that. I don't really know if you and Matt Howell have such a history like that together. So uh, how did this? How did you get approached about fighting on this card? How did this get set up? Well, I'm, to be honest with you, I really don't know how it exactly came about. I mean, I know that since I've started fighting, you know, maybe after my first one, my first first fight, actually, you know, I was wanting to, uh, me and Matt to get in there and uh, throw down a little bit. Um, but, I mean, just never never got to happen. We He got offered to fight me once before when I actually fought my brother, uh, and he was scheduled to fight uh, Demario Cade, and um, he wasn't willing to switch uh, fighting Demario Cade to fight me for that title. So, you know, of course, Kyle had to step in and, and uh, throw down with me. And, you know, we've done that our whole life, so it ain't no thing. But, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of looking forward to fighting him a lot sooner. But, uh now, I guess, you know, I just, Clay Shackleford and them just messaged me, I guess it's been about three weeks ago, and just asked me if I was willing to fight Matt Howe uh, on the 16th, and I, of course, I accepted it. You know, I've been, been wanting, I mean, I was always wanting to love love this fight for a long time, so now it's just, I guess, that, that fight gets to happen, and, and uh, we get to see what happens on Saturday night now. So were you training for a fight before three weeks ago, or is this another one of those I take fights on short notice types of things? No, I was actually training to, uh, you know, I I wasn't getting to train as much as I wanted to to fight the guy, but, I mean, I was still going to go ahead and do it, you know, just because I'd already said I'd do it. But I was training to fight uh, that Chris uh, Solo Hatley Jr., you know, and then I guess Brian's the one that pulled that from, pulled the deal saying that I wasn't training, and, uh, um, I mean, yeah, I wasn't trained as much as I'd like to to fight the dude, but, I mean, you know, I, I still would have did it. Uh, but Brian, I guess, pulled that pulled that fight. I mean, he – and so so uh, Chris is actually going to get to fight uh, Frankie Eggers, one of Frankie Eggers' guys. So, I mean, maybe that's a better opportunity for him anyways. I mean, so uh, – but I, then, then at the last minute, it was kind of like – it seemed like they – that's the way I get hit a lot of the times is that on the last notice is, hey, will you fight this guy? And, you know, of course, I usually do it. And uh, I've always wanted to fight Matt. So as soon as they asked me if I wanted to fight him, yeah, I mean, it's no hard feelings against him, really. But, I mean, it's just one of them fights that I wanted to happen a long time ago. So now it's just uh, one of them fights that gets, you know, gets to come true, I guess. Yeah, and he gets to he gets to be the lucky guy coming into the cage with someone that's that's got as much on their plate as you do. And, uh I don't know, man. That's got to be tough to come up against. I don't know how you train and prepare for, you know, knowing what you're going through, what you've been through, uh, and and what you want to prove when you get back in that cage. Now, let me ask you something. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Brian Foster pulling a fight because um, you know he didn't think you were training, uh, and, and I know that's got to be frustrating for you. But you did go ahead and say that you weren't training as much as you should have. And now we've seen Hatley on Facebook. We've seen. Uh, the kind of the fights that he's he's got uh, here. I don't want to say in his back pocket, but we see we see what he's got coming up. Not that they're being yeah. spoon fed to him because they're not. But uh, you no. know, knowing the type of caliber of fighter that he is, do you think when, just 
all feelings aside, do you think maybe Brian Foster really did you a favor in the long run by by pulling that fight? I mean, to be honest with you, Clint, I I think he probably did. To be honest, I mean, you know, because you know when, like I was saying, you know, uh, being when you come pro, you need to make a little bit more smarter decisions and stuff. And uh, that was one of them deals that you know maybe I need to set my pride to the side a little bit. And and you know maybe Brian did actually do me a favor in that aspect because. I mean, you know, that pro record stays with you. You know, you take a loss or whatever, that's on your record. It's not that, that amateur record, it, it's gone. So uh, anything I did as an amateur, that it don't matter anymore. You know, uh, now it's all pro. So I think, you know, really in the long run, I think maybe Brian did do me a favor. Like I said, there's a time and a place to fight a certain guy, you know. And whenever I get to train, like, uh, probably like, you know, it seems like Chris gets to train a lot. You know, he gets a lot of hours he gets to put in there. And uh, I don't get I'm, – unfortunately, I'm not able to put it in as many hours as he is. So, uh, I think Brian probably did do me a favor in that aspect. I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. little frustrating, you know, but at the same time, it's probably for the better. Yeah, and that, and that's one thing we know about Brian. I mean, look, if if uh, I've never known Brian Foster to say, hey, I'm just going to pull this fight just to be a dick. You know, I mean, I, I've always – I don't know. One thing we know about Brian is that he – I mean, he knows MMA. I mean, when it comes to, like, just like uh, Clay Shackelford talked about on the last episode of the Fort Fights podcast last week, uh, you know, Brian Foster put MMA and Fort Smith on the map. I mean, that's where all this came from. And, uh, you know, he's got he's got the mind for it. I mean, he fought in the UFC. Uh, you know, he's working his way back up. He's got that big deal coming up here with a huge contract on the line. So we know we know Brian Foster knows MMA. And, you know, yeah. when I heard about it, I looked into a little bit more and I started looking at different comments on Facebook and I started thinking because, you know, you did tell me earlier in the week that you weren't training like you should have. And I, so I started looking at that and I started thinking as professional as Brian Foster is, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he didn't do this to do you a favor because he thought you were just going to go in there and get whipped. He did it because you are a professional fighter now and other professional fighters know how professional fights should be set up. And if it's not a good fit, if it doesn't make fight sense, and if it doesn't make business sense, there's absolutely no sense in letting it go on. It just It's an embarrassment to MMA when stuff like that happens. And Brian knows that, and Aaron Cobb knows that. You know, we've got uh, guys kind of behind the scenes here who um, they take care of, of local MMA. And it's good that we have that because you saw, man, for years we had people – matchmaking in Fort Smith who had absolutely no clue what they were doing. They were putting all their friends on the fight card. They had terrible matchups going. They had stuff that made absolutely no sense. And so, you know, it's, it's good when somebody says, look, this doesn't make any sense. Let's go ahead and pull it. So that's what led to this fight. You know, and like you said, they got a hold of Swords Hell Entertainment, got a hold of you and said, hey, let's, let's go ahead and match you up with Matt Howell. And to me, that does make a lot more sense. You know, you guys are, are probably uh, – I don't know if you're on the same training level. I, like I said, it's been years since I've been around this business, uh, around this sport, and so I don't know what everybody's been doing. It's hard for me to tell. I can tell you what I saw years ago, but that may not necessarily be uh, what's happening to this day. So, you know, by all accounts, you're ready. You're prepared for this fight. Um, it, it's definitely something that I, I'm interested in, and I talked to some of the other guys about it on the other episodes. And um, I told you about it. When I found out that you were on this card and I saw who you were matched up with, that instantly became my 
uh, my fight of interest. You know, a lot of people have that. When they see a fight card, uh, sometimes they think, you know, well, I don't, I don't even know who these guys are, and I don't care about this fight. Here's one that I really like. Like, I'm going to buy a ticket to go see this guy right here. And a lot of people saw, that's what we did on Swords Hell's Facebook page, came out with a poll. And I'm going to go ahead and throw myself under the bus. I came out with a poll because it's something I've wanted to do for years. Uh, Sometimes I was told that it wasn't a very good idea because it showed bias, which I totally disagree with that. Uh, But but we came out with a poll. We put it on the Swords Hell page. A lot of people have voted. I wanted to know. And I'm sure a lot of people wanted to know. A lot of people on the business side of MMA wanted to know, who are you buying a ticket to see? Like, who, who are my money makers here? Like, who is the guy that, or, the, or the lady that's jumping in the cage <clears throat> that people want to see? Right now, we talked to Kyle Oliver last week, and Kyle Oliver is leading. Everybody wants to see her debut. And uh, yeah. so, you know, and, and you're right up there with the best of them. So we all have that. And that's why I came out with that poll, because I knew that when I saw your fight on the fight card, I thought, that's the fight that I'm personally interested in. So I wanted to know what everybody else thought. And, um, you know, we've gotten a lot of good feedback about that poll, and uh, I think it's a great idea. It's probably something we should stick with um, from here on out. But when you saw that poll, was it was it sort of a, kind of a boost for you to click on that and see your name up at the top with some of these other guys? Yes, sir. It sure was. I mean, you know, I, I know I've always been a pretty entertaining fighter. People know that whenever, you know, I get in there, it's not going to be just, you know, some, some we're just going to sit there and, touch gloves and just dance around or nothing you know they know that there's gonna be some action go down whenever i get in there you know and i already knew that you know and it it did boost me to see that you know that i was up there in the polls that you know that a lot of people are anxious to see me get in there you know especially again you know they a lot of people know the situation that i was through you know losing my daughter and everything so they know there's a lot of aggression and stuff that's got to be let loose, you know. And for me to get back in the cage and and that, you know, yeah, it did boost my it did boost my confidence. That's for sure. Now, um, you know, one thing I've kind of caught a little bit of backlash for, and you might have seen this. A lot of people missed it, uh, but I snuck a, a, a surprise entry in on the poll, and um, surprisingly, the ghost of Kimbo Slice has gotten. Uh, I think as many people want to see Matt Howell as 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 many people want to see the ghost of Kimbo Slice. At this event now, um, now the ghost of Kimbo Slice is not going to be there. But um, you know, it, 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 sometimes people need a good laugh; they need a little kind of a little comedic outlet there. But um, I, you know, I think it's I think it's it's turned out well for the most part, and I think people have responded well. So, um, and so this you know this is going to be your first fight with Soar's Hell Entertainment, and. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know I've said it a thousand times, and a lot of other people are. We have 312 people listening live, so we jumped way up. I just looked at my uh, numbers. Uh, I just refreshed my page, and um, so we, we we've got a lot of people listening. So here's what I'm going to ask you: just like we used to do back in the day, uh, just like we we did before uh, last week, it, it for all the people listening. I want to know who who you've got shout-outs for, friends, fans, family, people who don't know you, people who are going to see you for the first time. Just kind of shoot for a minute and talk to the people. You know, I got some uh, shout-outs. You know, first off, you know, I've got to, got to put a shout-out to my kids, that's for sure, you know, Davey Lynn and Blakely and, and Sammy Jack Jr. Um, you know, and there's a 
you know, my brother, you know, he's been there for me for a lot, you know, for a lot, and uh, Kyle, and, uh, you know, there's a good group of guys I started working with, you know, just maybe a couple months ago, three months ago, uh, uh, a company called Higmark that I work for, uh, and we work out at Fleet Service in Tulsa. Uh, they've been a great group of, group of guys, and actually, you know, uh, matter of fact, i got to send a shout-out to them because if it wasn't for them, um uh, uh, a couple of you guys there, uh, Donnie and uh, Matt, that I work with, you know, my truck wouldn't be running, and I would have had a hard time getting back from Tulsa to be here to finish cutting the weight and stuff. So, you know, I got to send a big shout out to them, and uh, you know, uh, that, that's that's all I can think of right now. Really, to be honest with you, Clint. You know, there's I'm sure there's a lot more other ones, and there's more more to come. You know, uh, but if it wasn't for them guys, you know, I mean, uh, much appreciation to them because. I mean, I had a clutch go out in my truck, and it was it was it was a pain to get it back in and everything. It was a bunch of problems we ran into, but them guys stuck with me and helped me get it, you know, running. So, uh, uh, much appreciation to them. Um, and you know, if, if there's some people that I'm not really thinking of right now, uh, sorry about that. You know, there's just kind of a lot on my mind, but. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you get off the show, you're going to think of about 500 people that you want to say thank you to. And, uh, and, and you, may, you may get a chance to do that, you know, in the cage. I know, I know they're, they're looking for a, uh, a ring announcer for that night, someone to do some post-fight interviews and things like that. So, um, you know, if you come out on top over Matt Howell, then, uh, you know, you may get your shot to stand in the cage and somebody's going to shove a microphone in your face and ask you what you have to say again, and that's when you can, you know, but it may slip your mind by then. Who knows? You might be so sweaty and bloody after that, you might not even know what to say. But, um, man, Sammy, I appreciate you, dude. You know, we've had several conversations uh, over the years. I always appreciate you. You know I'll do anything in the world for you, and um, I'm hoping that this all goes well for you. I'm hoping it's everything you want it to be, and – so we're just looking forward to it, man. So uh, Saturday night, December 16th, that's when it all goes down. Now, one last thing. I know I said shout-outs were going to be last, but you mentioned cutting weight. What what weight are you fighting at, and where are you at right now? Um, i got to get down to 140. That's the great, I guess, the, fight, the the weight that me and Matt Howe ended up agreeing to fight at. Um, and uh, I'm about 146 right now. So, I mean, it's you know, I've had a lot worse weight cuts. I'll just have to say that, Clint. Uh and I don't see no problem with getting the rest of it off. I'm feeling really good too, so I mean, no, no, no brainer for me. Uh, but I did want to, you know, uh, say, you know, most of all, I got to thank God for, you know, getting me through all this. So that's one that I can't leave out and all that. You know, He, he got me through all this and uh, helping me look at it more of a positive way instead of uh, letting it drag me down. Understood. Sammy Rogers, we're going to let you get back to your night. we got a couple more things we want to talk about on the show. Plus, we might have United States Martial Arts Hall of Famer Greg Squirrel calling in any minute here now. So we're going to let you get back to a weight cut, or if that's what you've been doing. I know you just got done training, so we'll let you get a shower and clean up and maybe get some a uh, little bit of fluids in you. Not too much because we know you're cutting. So, um, But, man, before we let you go, uh, you know, give me a call anytime you need me. Shoot me a message on Facebook. Or call me on my phone and let me know what's up, all right? All right, Clint. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everybody listening. All right, man. Well, we'll talk talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Slammin' Sammy Rogers. And like I mentioned before we did the interview, um, we've seen Sammy 
Sammy finished three fights, and I know he was an amateur when he did this, but he finished three fights in less than a minute combined. All th- less than a minute, all three fights combined. Not a minute apiece. This man wasn't even in the cage for a solid minute for three fights. And he finished his opponent. So, um, you know, Sammy's more than capable. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Sammy is absolutely more than capable of taking on a fight like this and uh, and uh, coming out on on top. He knows his opponent. These guys have known each other for a lot of years. You guys saw Matt Howe with Spike 22 for a long time. I don't know if he's still with Spike 22. I don't have any updates. I haven't kept up with anybody. Unless they've reached out to me and said, hey, here's what I'm doing now, I don't know what's going on with you. So, uh, you know, we saw Matt Howe with Spike 22 for a long time. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, so we, we I don't really know what's going on these days, but uh, he may be. I mean, I've seen pictures on Facebook of, of kind of him in different locations. So I don't know if it's more cross-training. I don't know if it's a new gym. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but we're going to see Matt Howell and Sammy Rogers lock up on December 16th. That is this coming Saturday. We're going to talk about that here again in just a second while we wait for Greg Squirrel. Man, Greg Squirrel, don't flake out on me again. I was hoping he would call in. And um, Greg Squirrel kind of disappeared on me last week. He fell asleep, <laughs> so we didn't we didn't get to talk to the squirrel. Um, I know he shared this link a few times, so I'm going to cover some information while uh, we're waiting on Greg Squirrel to call in. This is the Fort Fights podcast on BlogTalkRadio.com, brought to you by TodayInFortSmith.com, and presented by Soars Hell Entertainment, sponsored by Southern Trading and Pond, located at 4621 Towson Avenue at the corner of Towson and Phoenix in Fort Smith. Uh, now, my latest project, todayinfortsmith.com, if you haven't liked that page on Facebook, go to Today in Fort Smith. Just get on Facebook, type in Today in Fort Smith, like the page, and keep up with all. Man, we've got mug shots we put out every single morning before anybody else does. Uh, in fact, we put out a story, uh, but my, my business partner, Dennis McCaslin, just pointed it out to me. Um, this morning he said, man, we, he said five news, put this story out like 17 hours after we did. So, I mean, we're beating people to the punch, all these people that put out all these fake stories about some inmate winning a million dollar settlement for rolling off a top bunk. That's what five news puts out. They put out crap about Australia and all this. Nobody cares about that. Com is local news, local weather, local sports. That's what people are looking for. Local crime reports. We put out uh, active warrant reports. We also put out uh, a list that was that was uh, asked for by popular demand, uh, a non-compliant sex offender list in this area. That way, people can be on the lookout. Uh, we just we have everybody's best interest in mind. So uh, now, if you jumped in at the beginning of the show, you heard music. <clears throat> you heard music. It was called "Unsung Ghost" by Solidify. You can find them on Facebook at Solidify Band OK, like that page, or you can type in SolidifyBand.com in your web browser, and you can go to their website. Craig, Stephen, Garrett, John, and Tyler. That's funny. We had a president named John Tyler. Uh, Also, if you don't know this, John Tyler was the 10th president of the United States, and his two grandsons are still alive to this day. If you don't believe me, go look it up. A lot of you guys know I love history, always have, always will. President John Tyler, number 10, uh, he has two grandkids still walking the face of this earth. Now, that sounds pretty far-fetched, 
since we're on president number 45, president number 10 still has grandkids living. Um, so Craig, Stephen, Garrett, John, and Tyler, they're going to be at the uh, masquerade. Well, it's the masquerade bash at Blackbird on Pearl, 1336 East 6th Street in Tulsa. That's on December 30th. There's a $5 cover. Doors open at 7 p.m. The show starts at 8 p.m. you got to be 21 years old to get in. It says Rocklahoma, bitches. And Camp Mardi Gras presents the end-of-the-year party for the ages. Come as you are not. Wear a mask or two. And end 2017 and start 2018 with a bang at this masquerade bash with Grind, Fist of Rage, Sovereign Dame, and Solidify. Of course, in no particular order, that's Blackbird on Pearl. Uh, type them in on Facebook. Type that venue in. It's a live music venue in Tulsa. They have 2,423 likes at the moment, but they can go up if you go like the page. And like the uh, like the page for Solidify and type in today in Fort Smith and like that page as well. So um, I'm looking at my switchboard, and I think I'm thinking, uh, Greg Squirrel, are you with me? Hey, Clint Davis. What's up, buddy? Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, United States Martial Arts Hall of Famer Gregory Squirrel is on the show. Uh, Squirrel, what have you been up to, man? We haven't talked in a long time. What's going on? Oh, man, it's been way too long, Clint. You know, I, you know I'm just still doing what I do, uh, traveling around, announcing great MMA action. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to Fort Smith Saturday. Been a while since I've been down there. And, uh, I mean, I'm pumped and excited about this, you know. Uh, a lot of people know uh, I spent about 15 years in Fort Smith, graduated from Fort Smith Northside, and uh, eventually moved back up to northwest Arkansas up in Fayetteville. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've been traveling to Springfield, announcing fights up there, uh, just signed up with a new promotion over in Memphis, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, uh couple of uh, fight promotions over in Oklahoma that I'm doing stuff for, uh, On Point MMA down in Atoka, Oklahoma, and uh, tribal promotions over near El Reno, Oklahoma, been announcing fights for them, and uh, like I say, uh, now I'm working, now I've signed up to do this event with Sore as Hell, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to getting back to Fort Smith, seeing some old friends, as always, making new friends. Uh, you know, just touching base with the old compadres and see what we can do for the folks. The old compadres. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to uh, to make it because I've got – I didn't even get to do the rivalry Muldrow rolling basketball game last night. I had to miss that because of uh, today in Fort Smith business. Uh, so I'm trying to get my schedule freed up. I, oh, my God, I want to be there so bad. You have no idea. Uh, I've got unfinished business as well. And, um, so I, 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 you know, the, the veterans benefit concert, I'm definitely not going to be able to be there for that. And I hate that because I, I wish I could. Uh, but you know, I kind of came into this late, you know, I had a lot of people shot me messages and said, man, you got to get the MMA podcast going again. And I was like, why, what are we even, there's not even MMA in Fort Smith anymore. And they're like, no, there really is. You need to see this. And so people started sending me message after message after message. Aaron Cobb and I talked about this. Uh, a couple of months ago, and he said, man, how can we get the podcast going? What do we need to do to get a podcast again? And I said, well, I, I mean, I can get it all set up. You guys know I got the, I got the equipment for that. And um, so eventually I just got enough information, and we got this thing set up. 
so now we're talking about Soar's Hell. So uh, about this event, I noticed that they were looking for, they were having a little contest for a ring announcer, and now you say you're coming back down for this. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, uh, you know, everyone, you know, I, I keep, you know, I, I try not to burn bridges. Sometimes you can't avoid that. But, uh, you know, I kept it, I've kept in touch with Aaron Cobb over the years. And uh, he, he we were kind of talking about this event. And he said, well, let me, he said, well, let me talk it over with his people and see what we can do. And eventually I started talking to Clay Shackelford. And uh, Clay said, yeah, we would love to have you come down. Uh, to be the ring announcer, so I will be the ring announcer. I know they do have another gentleman that's going to be handling the uh, interview stuff, and I can't, don't have his name written down here in front of me to save my life. But yeah, we yeah, I will be there handling the ring announcing, doing what I used to do, what I do, you know. Now I um I, I hate to say this because I don't want you to think I I undercut you. I didn't know you were coming down at first, and. Uh, week one of high school basketball, Dennis and I went down to Poto. Muldrow played Poto, and of course we swept Poto. Uh, Muldrow basketball did, and but I was sitting right next to uh, the PA announcer for Muldrow High School basketball for for Poto High School basketball. And I mean, this guy had charisma. He had a lot of class. He was very very professional. And um, I just looked at him and I said, man, what are you doing on December 16th? And he was like, he's like, I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything. And I said, man, at least let me get your name and phone number. And um, so he, he kind of asked what was going on. And I said, you know, I, I know some guys that are uh, promoting an MMA event and they're looking for a cage announcer. They're looking for somebody to, to get on the mic. And I said, you'd be perfect for this. So I got his name and phone number and I recommended, I sent it. I sent the name and phone number to the powers that be. I don't know if they contacted him. Um, but I, I, you know, I, he was just that talented, uh, but I am glad to see that you're coming down for this. I mean, I personally, I've always felt like this, but I feel like anytime we have, uh, any kind of MMA event in Fort Smith, Greg Squirrel should be a part of that. And I'm not saying that just because you and I are friends and we've done a lot of, um, I mean, we've done some traveling, we've done a lot of podcasts, we've done a lot of stuff together. I'm not saying it just because of that I'm saying it because, I mean, you're a United States Martial Arts Hall of Famer for ring announcing. I mean, you're the best in the business. That's why I'm saying it. Well, I, you know, Clint, I appreciate that, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you're right. You know, I, back when Fort, back when MMA was running Fort Smith hot and heavy, you know, I was there, uh, saw a lot of great fights up and down the road uh, between the different promotions that were coming in and out, out of there, and then it just – then it just suddenly disappeared, you know, and I was very shocked. I'm not shocked and surprised about that. And, you know, so I, I'm one of the other ones that are very excited and happy that MMA is making its return to Fort Smith. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the disappearance of MMA because I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw the disappearance coming, to be honest with you, and that's why I kind of disappeared. Well, there were a lot of reasons why I disappeared uh, before it happened, but one of the biggest reasons was because I, I kind of saw it coming, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, badmouth anybody or anything. I just knew that things were coming to an end, and I didn't want to be there to watch it fall because I, I've got great respect for the people who promote MMA, and I have uh, – I just have nothing but good things to say about them. So I just didn't want to, I don't know. I didn't want to be there for that. It's kind of like watching a death in the family. You just, 
you don't you don't want to be there for something like that. So, um, you know, but yeah, we you're right. We did see MMA in Fort Smith just totally disappeared, and I, I I was still even though I saw it coming, man, I was still shocked that it did die out because constantly I cannot tell you how constantly this was. No matter what I was doing, where I was at, where I went, who I was with, it didn't matter. Every time I ran into somebody or got any type of Facebook message, it was, hey, when's MMA coming back at Fort Smith? And for the longest time, I just said, man, I don't even care. I just don't even care. I'm so burnt out on it. I don't care. And, you know, there's a lot of prima donnas in MMA, or they think they're in MMA. I don't know. There are people like Clay Shackelford talked about last week. They show up to a gym and they play jujitsu and then they all think that they're the, they're Chuck Norris or something. And that's what you deal exactly. with a lot. You deal, you deal with a lot of people who think that they're all the toughest people on the face of the earth and I'm I'm five foot nothing and I'm gonna smoke you and whatever, whatever. You know, and it just it's people like that that just they start to burn you out. The people that pull out of events at the last minute, they no show that, you know, and then you've got people constantly calling and saying, can I have free this? I want free tickets. I want free T-shirts. I want, you know, mother. I seriously, like, you know, when an MMA promoter goes into business, they're in, they're in a business, number one, to promote MMA. And number two, it's to be profitable in promoting MMA. And there is no MMA promoter on the face of the earth that makes a living or makes a promotion successful by giving shit away. And that I don't think no. the fans understand that sometimes. There, there are a lot of fans who do get it, and they bring their hard-earned money to the ticket booth. They bring their hard-earned money to the merchandise table. They bring their hard-earned money to um, the concession stand. But, man, there are so many people out there who just don't understand. You know, we, we would, with XFI, we would, we would end an event on one night. It would be 4 or 5 o'clock the next morning, Sunday morning, and my inbox would be full of people saying, hey, man, do you think I could get free tickets to the next one? No. No, that's not – you don't do that. And it just – that's what MMA in Fort Smith became for me was, was leechers and moochers, and I just thought, man, I'm, I'm out of this. I'm so tired of it. And people running their mouths constantly, and everybody's so tough, and I'm better than you, and blah, whatever, dude. Well, I'm just, I, I just got so burnt out, but I saw the disappearance coming, and then it finally happened. And so, I, you know, I don't want to say I was right because I'm, I'm a little ashamed that MMA disappeared. But you're right, man. You're, you're right. It did, it did happen. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's it. You know, I, I will, I, I can't say I saw it coming. But I saw it being diminished, and a lot of it from from the from my side of the mic, so to say, you know, I was seeing the stuff that was happening behind the scenes, and if there was going to be any issues, that's where I saw it coming from was from the behind the scenes uh I'm I'm going I'm just going to put us back on the state athletic commission. I'm not going to pull no punches. I'm not going to lie about it. But that's where I saw it from because around that time there was a lot of shady dealings going on with the state athletic commission. And uh unfortunately, uh, for some reason Arkansas will not allow that I know of. They may have changed over the years. Uh but uh so would not allow a reputable uh, independent sanctioning body to come in and control the fights. 
Right. And you know, like, like I say, I deal, I, I deal with a lot of great independent sanctioning bodies, and they do a great job. They know the rules. They're ran by ex-fighters, so they know the rules. And so that's where I saw the downfall of MMA in the Fort Smith area coming from because they they were the, the the athletic commission was just throwing stuff out there and on more than one occasion they were called out on it and it's like you know is this in the books well no it's not in the books yet but it's coming and I know one trainer in Fort Smith got right in the athletic commission's face and he says well then fine you get it in the books we'll start doing it but until then we're doing like we always have been. So uh, right. you know that's where I, that's where I saw the downfall coming from, not from the promotions themselves, and like you said, not from the people wanting tickets, this, that, 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 that. You know, I saw coming from between the promoters and the athletic commission because you know I I personally heard a representative of the state athletic commission say that if they had it their way, there would be no MMA in Arkansas. Yeah. Just like they had it with uh, New York, you know, for a long time and now they've got it there. Thank God. But uh, now just to clarify, I, I didn't want to make it sound like the fans are what fizzled MMA out. That's what burned me out like that. That was a big, right. that had a lot to do with, with burning me out and but yeah i mean as far as the athletic commission goes you know uh look i know at one point we had an event uh xfi threw an event and there was uh uh one person in particular tom simon the old referee for tcw that came down and this guy was was teaming up with my ex-wife on facebook trying to come up with a plan to destroy our entire event and he was supposed to be there working the event. And she gets a hold of him and starts talking about, we need to run this, and I'm going to show up. That way I'm going to get him arrested. We're, you know, the typical same old song and dance from her crazy ass. And so that's kind of what, what that was. And I thought, how in the hell can you have somebody working for the athletic commission who's going to try to come in and, and like make plans on Facebook in public to ruin an MMA event, and the guy from the athletic commission is saying, "Yeah, that's cool. I'll help you." I mean, are you serious? Like, there were so many, so many corrupt dealings and and people involved that it was just ridiculous. Right. Oh, hold on a minute. I forgot to turn the timer off on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean, like I say, there was just so much collusion. That's the word I'm going to use. There was just so much stuff going on. When when you're athletic, when the when the person representing the athletic commission first off shouldn't have been a member of the athletic commission because yes. their background their background was in tough guy contest. Yeah, exactly. And and, and she did and she, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was a she. Then a lot of people <laughs> may figure out who I'm talking about. I you overheard her. I was. Yeah, I was walking backstage at an XFI show. I was walking back to my dressing room, and she's backstage talking to one of her cronies. And right as I'm walking by, she said, if she had it her way, there would be no boxing or no MMA in the state of Arkansas because it pulls money away from her in tough guy contest. Wow. 
That's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, there's just so, so much, you know, and then, and then to bring Tom Simon in, whose who's background is in, you know, a wrestling promotion that he really, I mean, this guy was crazy. I went, I went, you know, I worked with TCW, Dennis McCaslin and I did for uh, quite a while, and I used to go set up the ring. I used to show up to places and set up the ring just for a front row VIP ticket. Well, this guy one day thought I was supposed to be there to carry his bags. I said, brother, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I said, I'm not some lap dog, though. I mean, I'm just I'm setting up the ring because I love wrestling. I want somebody. I, I love the promotion. I want them to be able to come in and do this. And this guy was so, like, his head was so in the clouds. It was stupid. And then the athletic commission hires him. And then he comes down to Fort Smith to an XFI event. He didn't know I was working with XFI, and he tried to pull some shit like that. It was totally ridiculous, man. But, yeah, when you got when you have a background in something other than MMA, it's not really a good idea for you to be trying to run the State Athletic Commission and trying to govern what goes on with MMA, just like you were saying. Well, there is, a, there is actually – a lot of people may not know, but there is a law out there called the Muhammad Ali Law. And that law stipulates that if you have a financial interest in a fight promotion or a boxer, you should not be on the athletic commission. But th- but that's what was going on because some of these people were able to keep it under the covers, so to say, and they were getting by with it. Just, yeah. just like the, just like the previous mention, she, her financial interest was in tough guy contest, and she right. was trying to, and, and I went to, and I went to two or three athletic commission meetings, and she's talking about, you know, the number of injuries and stuff that are associated with the MMA, and. One of our a friend of mine drug out the point. And he says, "Well, didn't you just have a fighter die because he fought on one of your t- tough guy contests just two years ago?" And like I say, this was three years ago. So overall, we're looking at about six years. This happened, but there was an MM. Yeah. There was a tough guy contest down in southern Arkansas. I can't remember the town right offhand. I'm thinking Texarkana, but don't quote me on that. And there was a fighter. Who fought, there was a guy that fought on that show who ended up dying because of injuries sustained on that show. Yeah, hmm. Lee. Yeah, and then when a commission oversees things like that. But, yeah, you know, I mean, like, like you said, there, there were a lot of people who, who were strictly against MMA, and a lot of people had vowed and said, uh, I'm not going to rest until I see MMA in Arkansas done away with. And I thought, how in the how in the hell are these people allowed to work for, work for the state athletic commission? It kind of defeats the purpose. It's like working at Walmart oh, exactly. and saying, I, I want to see retail sales die. You know, I mean, you don't do that. You don't try to destroy the very business that you're in. Um, it's just yeah, so stupid. But, you know, I, I don't know who's working with the commission right now. I have no idea. I hope it's a completely different crew. Uh, if it's not, I, for one, am going to be glad that I'm not sitting in on any kind of meetings with these people. And, um, I'm glad I can just be a spectator at this point. So, oh, I, oh uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now, uh, now speaking of, uh, events, have you heard anything from striking out of Muskogee? Have they done anything lately? I, they did, they did a couple of events towards the end 
of uh, October, end of a September, early October, and they had called me about uh, ring announcing that event, but unfortunately I had prior commitments, so I had to turn that event down. But I know they do. Uh, I know they are planning on bringing some stuff back in 2018, and um, hopefully. Uh, you know, but I'll be able to be a part of that because uh, Ty Pilgrim and uh, that crew over there, uh, once again, more great people to work with. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you, so you know me, I'm just sitting by the phone waiting for them, waiting for that little German to call me and says, hey, Greg, we've got show coming up. Come on over. I do, I do now, a bad you, German accent. But. When, you say, when you say little German, you're talking about a man that's about six foot six and weighs about 300 pounds. And, um, oh, exactly. I mean, this Ty is, is a gigantic man and, um, you know, I love Ty, man. Like he is so professional and his events that he puts on, uh, they are very, very coordinated, very, very much by the book. And, um, I love the way they do business. You know, I talked on one of the episodes of podcast uh, last week, um, about the trip that you, you and I, I mean, we didn't really take the trip together. I, I met you in Muskogee. And uh, we sat in at the, the Muskogee Convention Center and watched a, a, a striking Muay Thai and kickboxing event. It was the first time I had ever seen kids uh, doing kickboxing. And I was, I mean, I was shocked. Like, I, it just, it was a great thing. Like, I've never been, I was proud of those kids. I didn't even know who they were. But, um, you know, it was just a great event. And I was glad that we got to do that. And, of course, walking in and saying, I'm here with Greg Squirrel, they were like, oh, my gosh, here, sir, you can have a seat by the judge on uh, right next to the ring and i was like hey that's perfect so you know that's that's where we were and that's what we did now now squirrel i'm gonna go ahead and throw something out there um i don't know if you're if you'll be able to pass the word or not um but some of these local events if if we don't have basketball interfering uh today in fortsmith.com we will live remote we will we will do any live event uh, that, that people need us to be there to cover. And we'll cover it live on uh, todayinfortsmith.com. Uh, we have that capability. We have 24-7 broadcasting capabilities. And, um, I mean, so that's something we can do. So, you know, I don't know if that's something, um, you know, maybe you could add that to your, your little shtick about, hey, man, I, you know, not only can I ring announce, but I, I know a guy who can cover your event live, and uh, maybe you could pass the word. Well, I, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always willing to help people out. Sometimes it's gotten me in trouble. Sometimes it's not. But I'm always willing <laughs> to help people out and, and do all that. And you know, so I'll definitely pass the name along because I've known you a long time now, Dennis McCaslin. I've known him forever and a day. And uh, so, uh, you know, definitely be able to put a word in for you guys because I have no problem at all. Because I want to see Fort Smith and MMA and Fort Smith get back up there again because, you know, they they were pulling some great shows. I remember uh, Black Eye, uh, when they were doing their shows out at the fairgrounds out at Fort Smith, that place most of the time was packed. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course there was uh, Extreme, there was XFI, there was uh, tribal promotions that were running there in Fort Smith, and uh, so uh, so you know Fort Smith was a hotbed there for a while, and I want to see that hotbed 
I want to see that hotbed come down because there are a lot of great fighters in that area. Dan Casper fighting in the main event Saturday night, you know. Oh uh, God, yes. Man, that 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 was going to be like you 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 uh, kind of quoted my boy Jim Ross earlier. That was going to be a slobber knocker right there too. Yeah, Dan Saturday Casper. night Muskogee. I mean, you know, I I've seen Dan Casper fight. I've seen Tyler Jones fight, but I've never seen them fight each other. And I know this is a rematch, so. Um, I honestly don't even know. I don't have a clue what happened in the first fight. I don't even know who won the fight. I don't know how it was won. Uh, I don't even know the backstory on the rematch. So, uh, you know, I, I just got done telling Sammy that when I saw the fight card, his fight was the number one thing that I was interested in. But the more I got to hearing about Tyler Jones and Dan Casper, I started thinking, man, maybe I need to start paying attention to this because everybody, everybody knows and loves Dan Casper. He's a stand-up guy. Uh, very very professional and uh, you know and then you got Tyler on the other hand we've seen Tyler uh, come up as he was just he was still young but he was just a kid when he started doing this and and he came out smoking and he and he I mean I I don't think he smokes in real life but he came out smoking in the cage and um, you know just doing an excellent job and I'll tell you the best fight I ever saw in Fort Smith I'll tell you right now was was the first fight between Tyler Jones and Bud Bogan I mean oh my god you talk about this was a, I mean, I've never seen a fight in person. I've seen a lot of good ones on TV, but there's just not a lot of effect to them unless you're watching it live. But I was seriously, uh, I almost had carpal tunnel by the end of that. My, my fists were clenched so tight during that Tyler Jones-Bud Bogan fight that I've never seen a fight like that in person besides maybe Bradley Warwick and Matt Dawson. That was an excellent fight that I saw too. But this, this Bud Bogan and Tyler Jones fight, uh, you know, I know what both these guys are capable of. I know what Tyler Jones is capable of. I know what Dan Casper's capable of. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, this is going to be another one. I'm glad it's the main event. You know, you got Aaron Cobb setting up fights like this, and it doesn't get much better than that at all. No, no. Aaron's got a good reputation for setting up some good fights. So, once you know, once again, uh, I mean, slamming Sammy Rogers and uh, Wolfman Hal, I mean, how can you how can you top that? That's a good card too. I mean, I've seen yeah, Matt. Really Wolf, I've seen Matt fight on several occasions. Had a had a chance to announce a, several of his fights. Same thing with Slam and Sammy Rogers. I know. I, I mean, had a chance to announce some of his fights. So uh, I know. I knew these. I know these guys were good when I was watching them. And since you know, some time has gone down the road. I'm excited to see how far they've come since the last time I've watched them. And that's what I'm excited about a lot on this card is because a lot of these guys, you know, were fighting for XFI and fighting for tribal, fighting for black guy, you know. So a lot of these guys, I saw them as they were getting started. So now that I've been, now that I've been out of, been away from them for a while, now I'm ready to come back and see where they've progressed, see how far they've came. And uh, I'm I'm expecting some good things. I mean, fans out. There, I mean, I know there's lots. Of, hope there's a lot of fans out there listening. If you're not doing anything Saturday night, uh, I mean, you definitely want to get to the Fort Smith Convention Center. And you were talking about the uh, after party at Saki. I think that's the name of the place. Yes, yeah, Saki Sushi and Martini Bar on Garrison Avenue. Yeah. Gonna gonna have the after fight party there. I will be at the after fight party once we get everything taken care of. Over at the uh, convention center, uh, 
So I'm just looking for a great time. You know, like I say, I grew, I spent 15 years in Fort Smith and practically grew up there terrorizing Garrison Avenue. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited. Now, I, to I know what you're going to be doing on Garrison Avenue. When you hit Saki Sushi and Martini Bar, it sounds to me like you've never been there. So let me tell you what's going to happen when Greg Squirrel hits Saki Sushi and Martini Bar for this after party. When you see the women of Soar's Hill Entertainment, uh, Greg Squirrel, uh, I mean, with that tuxedo you're going to have on, buddy, you're going to be checking out the ladies. And so I know well, that that's I, actually. Actually, I'm throwing a little curve. I'm, 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 de- I'm dealing with a little weight weight issue right now, so I'm not doing the tux. You're not. I'm not doing the tux, but I got a very nice brand new T-shirt. suit from Dillard. So, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the speed zebra zebra print speedo. <laughs> not yes. So we got to get pictures yeah. of this. It's gonna be all over Facebook, no. trending worldwide on Twitter. The squirrel no, and the speedo. No, but like I said, I got a be- I got a beautiful brand new suit from Dillard's that I'm going to be wearing for the first time ever this Saturday night. Matter of fact, I just picked it up from the seamstress yesterday, so it's not it's not even seen sunshine yet. So, uh, oh, all right. Well, it's going to get your moonshine once you get it on your ass. So we're going to see you in a <laughs> in a nice brand <laughs> in a nice brand new Dillard suit. Uh, Squirrel, man, we're going to wrap it up. I, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to talk about a couple more key topics here, but do you have any shout-outs for anybody, friends, fans, family, anybody coming out on, on the 16th before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I want to give a big shout-out to Chris, Lack, Chris Lackey and the uh, old-timer gang. Uh, that's a, that's some of the guys I went to high school with. We uh, A couple of years ago, we caught back up at a high school reunion and we're and we've just been kind of keeping in touch since then we branded ourselves the old timer gang so i want to give a big shout out to chris lackey and that crew and you know basically i just want to give a big shout out to everybody in fort smith i mean saturday night if you're not doing anything be, be at you know be at the soar as hell at the fort smith convention center if you do have something planned cancel it because you're not going to want to miss this show excellent greg squirrel we appreciate you man and um we will uh we'll talk to you this weekend hey appreciate it clint talk to you soon all right man ladies and gentlemen that is united states martial arts hall of famer gregory squirrel a fort smith native of sorts graduated from fort smith north side ring ring announcer extraordinaire is one of my personal best friends uh, and he is going to be here on uh, Saturday night. I don't know if he'll be here Friday night for the uh, concert, but you'll definitely see him in the cage on Saturday night. He'll be doing the announcing. And uh, we're talking about Soars Hell Entertainment. We've got the benefit uh, for, for veterans, the Veterans Benefit Concert. That's going to be uh, – we're going to have Brooke White and the Ritual, plus 357 is going to be there. That's on Friday, December 15th at the Fort Smith Convention Center. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. The concert begins at 7.00. If you need tickets, go to soarashell.com. Type it all in, one big word, soarashell.com. Uh, or you can call 479-653-8554. You can call 479-251-0808. And then the following night, Saturday night, that's when the bread and butter hits, folks. We're going to put a little meat with the potatoes. Fort Smith Fight Night, December 16th. Same place, Fort Smith Convention Center, same time. Doors open at 6.30. Fights begin at 7. 
Right now, I don't know where we're at on ticket sales. I don't know how many tickets of, of each we have left. General admission is listed at $30. Ringside is listed at $50. VIP tables, I don't know if they're still available, but you can always go to storesheld.com and find out. There's a beautiful fight card here, along with the ladies at the after party, Saki Sushi and Martini Bar at the after fight party. We will have fight night drink specials, meet the fighters, and meet the women of Soar's Hell Entertainment. Personally, I do not show up where there is alcohol, so I will not be at the after fight party no matter how uh, late I have business to tend to on Saturday. But you can be there if you show up for the event. You're more than welcome to show up for the after fight party at Saki on Saturday night. I want to thank everybody again for listening uh, to the Fort Fights podcast. This is something that we threw together at the last minute, but you guys all know Uh, that when Clint Davis has a podcast, he knows what he's doing. And so, um, you know, we like to get things done the right way, and we like to to put a good show together. Uh, That that, They've hit my music, so that means they're kicking me out of the studio again. That's what that always means. If you listen to the first show, we want to thank the band Solidify. They're going to be in Tulsa on December 30th. We've got a lot of information. Find them on Facebook at Solidify Band OK. Now we're going to take you out this week with a little bit of the Violet Hour. This song is called Lighter Fluid. My name is Clint Davis. This is the Fort Fight Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir.